this game. Many levels in this game. Many levels in this game. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. I see things a little differently, and um, <clears throat> I've added to uh, I was about to say the roster, but the roster is not a the, the word I'm looking for. And I don't know what happened to my water. There we go. Um, I've added to the calendar or the agenda, I guess. Let's take a quick step of my water. Add to the agenda. Um, the <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, have the sniffles. Everyone around me seems to be freaking sick. I am. Anyways, I've added to the agenda for the last for for this year two extra episodes. So I want to say this before I even get into this episode. Next year will be some changes to the podcast. Um, I I will be adding a Patreon. There'll be a free version and then there'll be a Patreon version, and I'm doing that because it, this started about a year and a half ago. I want to say. I've had a lot of people hit me up my DMs. I'm very open to my DMs. I don't ignore people. I, I'm not one of those people that says, hey, hit me in the DM and then I ignore you. Um, <clears throat> and so I had someone hit me in my DM, say, hey, man, uh, what's your cash app? Now, anyone that knows Ryan, not so chemical Ryan, they will tell you I'm the worst FBI agent ever because I very rarely ask the question of why. <laughs> I'm just like, all right, whatever. So I send the cash app. And because the Cash App doesn't have any information that could be used against me, I don't keep Cash App money in my Cash App. I don't. Um, there's no way it can hurt me. No, at least I know of. And so they sent me a hundred bucks. And by the way, I asked if I could tell this story. Um, and they were like, "Hey, I was like, so I look. So you get the notification from Cash App. It's the, the money sign. So I was like, "Yo, like, is this you?" And I screenshot it back. They were like, yeah, um, can you talk about this and do a specific episode just on this? And I was like, oh, sure. Oh, uh, and by the way, this will be considered the match of the month for December. Because I actually have a match of the month, and that's why it's coming out late. Because um, I was fighting. I literally worked 16 hours yesterday and Saturday, and I was just exhausted had one day off this week and so it's been a busy week so i said since i didn't have a match of the month anyway i might as well just do this and then it's like the match of the month so it's gonna be like a, a normal review uh with some some key notes and we're gonna talk about a few things um but anyways i've had that happen a lot of times now the people i don't really pay attention to or the people and it's happened it's not a lot but it does happen where people are like uh hey man talk about this this and this dismiss i said like, ah, i'm not really into that that's why you don't hear me mention some things. I'm just, I just don't pay attention to it enough to talk about it. Well, you should do it, man. No, no, no. It's clear you're a fan of the show, but you're not going to tell me what to talk about. So then, so then to those people, I'll say, all right, then cash at me something. I shouldn't have to pay you. Then, bro, then you don't have to listen to the show. Like, there's so many people doing podcasts now. You listen to me for a reason. Like, for me, when I listen to people, I have to, I have to identify with their voice. As crazy as that sounds, because I hate my own voice. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, if someone has a really annoying voice... I can't listen to them. 
and that's obviously subjective. But my point is, if I can't identify with the voice, I just it's not for me. So, anyways, um, and so someone gave me the idea maybe like six, five, six months ago. Hey, dude, you should do a Patreon, and that way they could just contribute to that Patreon and look even better for your company. And I said, yeah, you're probably right. I just never got around to it. Now it's time. Now it's time to um, put this together because I'm getting cash apps literally now on a weekly basis. Of talk. That's why a lot of times you guys are like, why, why are you talking about this? It's because someone asked me to talk about it. I just don't announce it. <laughs> um, but um, I'm super grateful for you guys doing that because that's awesome. Like today alone, someone was like, hey, can you... I, they didn't know this. And I, I was... And I was upfront with them, and they'll tell you this in case it gets out. I had been writing notes all week to do a show for today, even though I didn't think of it being the match of the month. I was actually going to do a match of the month. And they had me up and said, hey, man, can you talk about this week? This week was freaking crazy with this going on, that going on, blah, blah, blah. And they sent me a cash app. I think it was like a, I think it was like $45. And I was like, yeah, dude, just so you know, I'm going to send it back because I was already going to talk about it. He goes, oh, no, no, you keep that. You do good work. I was like, oh, appreciate that. So why not just do it? So I'm gonna add to it. I also want. I'm also do. It won't be a lot of commercials, but will be one commercial that I do want to uh, help out my fellow creators and networks. Because um, a lot of things. This specifically, this this show has gotten so busy. Like I was supposed to go back over and do redo crit, um, and review it and stuff like that. And I just haven't had time to do it with everything going on. I have recorded every episode of Gen V except for the last three, so I'm just, I'm so behind, but using this month of December, I will definitely get caught up doing that and everything like that. Now, the shows are, the shows I recorded are already recorded and uploaded, you know, but um, we have a lot more, I have a lot more content to record. I just watched uh, season two of Power, uh, the Book of Force featuring Tommy Egan, Fire, I, I, I don't know if I'm going to do, I didn't right now know like I did for Gen V. So I'm probably not going to... I, I thought I was going to do it episode by episode by episode. But it's like really a revolving cast of characters with the power shows. So give your main ones. But for the most part, it's just... I think I'm just going to do that in one show. Um, got the Invincible thing. I thought I was going to do it episode by episode. I haven't watched any of it yet. Any of it yet but um, either way, it's bottom line. Um, I just want just to announce that. And so we have this episode, which is going to be dropping... Should be around nine o'clock tonight, or whatever you guys listen to. You guys listen to it, but this will be considered the match of the month for December. Air quotes, no air quotes, the air quotes. And then this is something that I was asked to do as well, uh, which I was already going to do, but this just motivated me to do it. I am going to do an episode that's a timeline from 2011 CM Punk until 2023 CM Punk, and we're going to detail not just the highlights but the lowlights as well. And we're going to just go through all of it. Similar to my Montreal Screwjob episode, the things that I brought up, like the tidbits that I, I actually, well, I mean, I studied. I literally went through everybody's podcast. Well, I mean, everybody. I went through over 100 different podcasts, over 40 different DVDs to do a research of things that people did not mention in the same story and pieced it, I pieced it together. It's in the archive. Check it out. It's a little, it's a little over an hour. Um, so it's not hard listening at all. You can pick up and whatever it's not hard that's what we're gonna do i have no clue how long it's gonna fucking take me just being 100 percent real with you guys i'm actually gonna record that after i record this um just to see how i feel about it and then do the edits and stuff but um <clears throat> essentially that's gonna drop i don't know when it's gonna drop i'm just gonna be real with you guys 
I don't know. But I will announce it on Instagram. Um, but yeah, let's get into this episode. I just want to make those two announcements. Also, the first episode of the new year, 2024, will be the World's End Review. And also, it will do our top 10 predictions, annual predictions of the new year. So, uh, be ready for that. Be locked in, loaded for that. And uh, let's get this underway. Brian Danielson was in the news this week because he sent out a tweet. And a tweet sent essentially, my father always said the right thing is not easy. And essentially just saying the right thing won't make you the most money. But the right thing in the end of the day is the right thing. I paraphrase, excuse me. So, this was a lot of confusion. And a lot of people were like, what does this mean? And then Sean Rossap came out and said, well, it's because he was on the committee that ultimately gave their... Um, <clears throat> opinion to tony khan of how cm punk should be fired and so tony khan made the decision himself to fire cm punk which it happens most of us have been there before i know i've been there before and so the fact that brian danielson was is a part of that we know tony khan's affection for brian danielson um this couldn't have been easy for brian danielson because him and punk are friends um and look i'm sure punk's not fully happy to be back in wwe I'm sure there's a lot of him being on bended knee, and it's just I, you know how I see it. I see it the same way I saw Medusa's, Alundra Blazes, whatever you want to call her, Hall of Fame induction. She had to pull the women's championship out of the trash in order to be inducted. One of the greatest women of all time had a mandate to pull the women's title out of the trash can. Jesus Christ! But look here, when you go back and you go back because you kind of have nowhere else to go, what else are you gonna do? You know, I've been there before, too. I have. So, um, to me, this is much ado about nothing. Um, the reality is CM Punk for AEW had run its course. And I don't want to really say too much because I have my thoughts I want to leave in that CM Punk episode. But to me, this is much to do about nothing. Um, this is just what it is. And Brian Danielson did confirm it that he yeah, he's a part of the disciplinary committee, but he's not the head of it. He says a bunch of lawyers, you know, and reality is, this is what it is. QT Marshall has left AEW, and QT Marshall was a big, big, uh, you saw the love he got. Like, he will not be in need of a reference. Like, a lot of people, you can tell, I think him and Cody Rhodes are close, like, like really super close, if not best friends. And it's said that he lost a lot of influence. Uh, once Cody left and that he was not a fan of the direction of the stories and that once the QT stuff was dropped as far as the QT TV, that's when the relationship between him and Tony Khan had uh, diminished. Um, look, <clears throat> say what you want to about QT Marshall. It's clear he helped a lot of people in the background. He won't be hurting for a job. Does anyone want to see this guy wrestle in the ring? Probably not. But I feel like he's... You know, I see him... I see the same, fan as a, the same vein as a uh, Fit Finley. I, not that he's a bad wrestler, either one of the guys, but like when you see, when you know when you find out what they've done backstage, you're like, oh wow, like that's where you belong. Even though you, you know you might want to be out in front of the cameras, like you really that's your gift, you know. Fit Philly was a hell of a wrestler, obviously, hell of a talent. But like when you find out what everything he's did for done for the women's wrestling in WWE and the people he's helped, it's like wow, like this is this is your true calling, you know. And so I think that's where QT Marshall is going to shine. I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up in WWE. And I said this. I said this to someone else. They got really pissed off at me, dude. With everyone leaving, (laughs) 
please expect Ricky Starks to be one well, after his contract's over. Expect him to be one of those first names in 2024, 2025 in WWE as well. He's not staying AEW. So, that's just my opinion on that, but he is gone. MJF tweeted and then deleted, which he is not known for doing. He tweeted that he has a torn labrum and that he will still face Samoa Joe at World's End. Look here. It's clear that I don't think they wanted him to put that up, but now it's up. Now it won't be gone. Um, take, uh, now it won't be forgotten. I had already, and I said this to JT, this was off air. I said, this feels like, I said this on, on air too. This feels like Samoa Joe's time to be world champion. Even if it's a token run. The one thing that was missing, because Samoa Joe got hot. He got hot on the main roster for a little bit. And I still remember the story. I said this before I said it again. I still remember the story vividly about, you know, um, freaking uh, Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar both saying, hey, this guy's out the fish grease right now. We should put the title on him and Vince wouldn't do it. This is the time. I don't know who the devil is. I don't think the devil is Samoa Joe. But this 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 is not this this storyline's heating up because that's what happened on uh Dynamite was I was gonna say Nitro. I side note, I got a Nintendo sixty four for my birthday, one of the best gifts I've ever gotten. Got NWO vs. WCW World Tour again, got revenge, got Mario Kart. So I've been playing World Tour. I, you know, I, you know what's funny about World Tour is when you look at like the little, uh, I, I guess the the highlight really have at the beginning of it where Giants cutting a promo on Hogan, Hogan's cutting a, a promo on Giant, then you have Sting coming from the rafters, and then once you leave that, you have DDP giving a diamond cutter to somebody. I remember who? I forgot that Diamond Dallas Page is a uh, he's a uh, unlockable character. He's the final boss in your men's world title bracket of WCW. Randy Savage is your other unlikable character in the NWO one. And I was like, wow. I, I don't think I actually... Because I never actually owned World Tour. So, let me explain. Growing up with not much money, you get what you get. So, I had a PlayStation. And eventually, I got an N64. But by the time I got N64, Revenge was out. So, was Revenge out? Yeah, Revenge was out. And so, now World Tour is a thing of the past, right? So, I got more into Revenge. I got much better Revenge than No Mercy than WrestleMania 2000, however order it was there. I think it was WrestleMania 2000 than No Mercy. Anyways, I never actually played through WCW versus NW World Tour. The thing that I have burned into my memory, though, and I've gone on Google, and I swear I did it one time. This is a complete side note. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I swear one time, well, I couldn't do finishing moves because I hadn't learned how to do finishing moves until Revenge. Revenge, uh, the the booklet and the pamphlet was a lot more clear cut and decisive. World Tour, they just threw that game out there. It was even though it was a game breaker for us at the time, having being in the middle of the, one of the hottest streaks, if not the hottest streak in pro wrestling, you just happened to have a game where the wrestlers you saw on TV were on there and it was playable. It wasn't hard to play. It was easy to pick up. Like, it just was fun, you know? <coughs> Excuse me. And so, I hadn't really explored everything. But there was one time, I swear, I was trying to learn how to do finishing moves and playing against the computer. And I swear I had Lex Luger, who did the swing off the ropes and then did the forearm. I've looked on Google and says that's not possible. But I know the one time I did it and I thought that was the finishing move. Because he doesn't do the torture rack in 
world tour. He has a power bomb and like a full Nelson slam. The finishing moves are whack on world tour. Like the outsider's edge is an outsider's edge into like a pro over plunge pin. The diamond cutter said I'm just turning around diamond cutter. Like their finishing moves are whack. The, the, the moves are limited. I was playing it, still enjoying it. I haven't played it a lot, but when I played it, it was it was fun. Anyways, um, that's that was a complete sidebar. But anyways, my, the point we're saying this is on Dynamite. The story heated up as MJF is kind of promo. He's putting over Samoa Joe, and all of a sudden the Devil sends out his cronies to beat up MJF. Well, Samoa Joe makes a save. Then the Devil says, "How about a tag team match next week? This upcoming week." Versus, oh, it's MJF and Samojo versus two mystery opponents, which MJF says, yeah, sure. Samojo is not happy. He is not happy at all. And so he wants MJF at his very best. So I don't know where the story's going. Uh, I really don't. I have, I have no clue who the devil is. This, this whole thing could be MJF protecting his world championship. This whole thing could be that. And him taking it off guard. But I, I feel like... I don't think it is. Because you have your your hot... This would be like turning Steve Austin in 2001. What a terrible mistake that was, as we all know. I feel like this is just Samoa Joe's time. And... I think this is it. But I don't know. You know, I just... <clears throat> I just don't know. So, anyways. I think he's going to win the title. I think... Whatever this is, this will lead into the next phase of MJF feud, which may take him out of the world title phase for a little bit until, no, and look here, I mean, if I'm being real with you, this could be Swerve. No one's talking about it, but this could be Swerve. I don't know. Anyways, uh, I think it's interesting, but I do think it's Samoa Joe's time. I really, really do. So anyways, some big, some of the biggest news that I saw coming out this week, and I want to read this to you guys, so give me a second. Investors and WWE shareholders sue Vince McMahon, Nick Khan, and others for sham of a sale. This is what everyone actually thought. This is a big deal here. Now, I don't know what's going to lead to because I'm not a professional lawyer or anything. But this is this is a big deal. But I don't really hear anyone talking about it. So maybe it's not as big of a deal as I thought it was. People already thought it was a sham of a sale, and Vince was trying to get back in, and that you see how that's working for him now. But people have said that other people with cash offers, other companies with cash offers to buy WWE weren't even told, weren't even heard. They, they refused to take the meeting because the, the sale was already a monopoly, air quotes again, for UFC. Or excuse me, TKO. So, here's what, here's what happened. The suit added... McMahon immediately approached his longtime friend and Endeavor CEO, Ari Emanuel, who McMahon knew would allow him to remain at the helm of the position, excuse me, the post-transaction company. Thereafter, the WWE board, which was controlled by McMahon, conjured up a sham sale process designed to favor Endeavor and exclude other bidders seeking ax, seeking to ax McMahon. Look, I, th- I thought this was a big deal, but apparently it's not. No one's talking about this thing. I just thought it'd be interesting to bring up because, <coughs> excuse me, don't get dry so easy. Sorry about that. So, um, <coughs> so I thought this would be interesting to bring up because I'm like, yo, like, what does this mean? Like, does this mean that they can take the sale back? Like, because supposedly in the United States of America, you can't have monopoly on anything. 
But for them, uh, uh, <laughs> WWE for the longest have proved you could have a monopoly. Like they had a lot of different um, situations where, like, it was clear that they blocked a lot of people. So this is not the first time they've done this. But now with Vince being taken out of power, does this even mean anything? Because, yeah, Ari Emanuel and TKO have it, or Endeavor have it, excuse me. But, like, what does it mean if they are if they already technically gave Vince the axe, but in a, the axe in a different way? You know, I look here, I don't know what this means. Maybe one of you lawyers can hit me up and tell me if this is a big deal, or if, I'm assuming it's not because no one is talking about it, or maybe because it's in, it's in the early phases, people are just like, nah, nothing, there's, no, there's nothing here to that. Looks like I, I don't know, you know, so I'm just, you, you guys let me know. I'm, I'm curious, though. Anyways, Raw, Randy Orton is coming for the bloodline. And we saw on SmackDown, he signed the contract to officially be a part of the SmackDown brand. He will be the one going after Roman Reigns next, as Roman Reigns is on his path to dropping that championship to Cody. I'm still on board with this. I'm still believing. I'm still sniffing the ultimate hopium. Shinsuke Nakamura also revealed who he was targeting. He was targeting Cody Rhodes as Cody Rhodes announced he is the first entrant into the Royal Rumble. Look, you know what, guys? I think a good way to have people turning their back on Cody is to have him win that Royal Rumble again. WWE is not above doing convoluted stuff. I still think... Whoever's challenging Seth Rollins is going to be the one to win the Rumble. I think Cody's going to find his way into the Elimination Chamber match in Austria. I, I do. I think that's how Cody's getting to WrestleMania. It's, and it's not through the Royal Rumble. I just don't think so. Um, but look here. Triple H comes from the time where his I think his first Royal Rumble match was in 95. It was a pick farm match against Henry Godwin. That was the first year Shawn Michaels won the Royal Rumble. Second year in a row was 96. So, Triple H was around, was around during that, so why not? Dynamite. John Moxley defeated Jay Lethal. Moxley has six points. Jay Lethal still has zero points. Roosh defeated Mark Briscoe. Mark Briscoe has zero points. Roosh now has three on the board. Edge and Christian will be facing off for the TNT Championship this upcoming week in Montreal. And uh, someone, I'm sure, got in trouble for that non-bleep of the F-word. Um, to be honest with you, a lot of people hit me up and say, oh, I bet you hated this. I was like, actually, no. This, this was like, this is, to me, I enjoyed this from Edge because Edge, say what you want to about him, Edge can have great psychology. I think people, here's the thing, people get so offended when you just say, I'm not a fan of that person. It's okay. Like, I'm not a fan of Braun Strowman. I just don't like his work. That's okay. You know, I didn't like a lot of people. I didn't like a lot of Honky Tonk Man's work. So, <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not that big of a deal. So, anyways. And Swerve Scott. <clears throat> Swerve Strickland, excuse me. He defeated Jay White. And I thought it was an excellent main event. He is on a roll here. He is on an absolute roll. This guy is going to be a world champion next year. I... I I don't see how you can keep that from him. I don't. Um, but Swerve Strickland now has six points on the board. Jay White only has three. Um, we still have a lot of big-time matches happening in this tournament. 
we, especially on the Wednesday show, on both shows, but on the Wednesday show, we have we still have Jay White versus Moxley. We still have Swerve Strickland versus Moxley. We still have, we still have Swerve Strickland versus Roosh. Uh, so many so many things to be to be determined. On Collision, Eddie Kingston is still winless in this tournament as Brian Danielson comes back to defeat him, keeping the ROH Heavyweight Champion of the World at zero points. He is in a deficit, my people. So that's that's pretty interesting there. Um, and some final news and notes. Tay Mello and Sammy Guevara have had their first kick. Congratulations to them. Uh, they said their life is complete, which is pretty awesome. Ric Flair got into a lot of hot water this week. Cutting a promo saying that all women between 18 and 28 should meet him at his hotel room. No boyfriends, no husbands. And apparently, he got so much heat, they had told Tony Khan, if I'm embarrassing the company, you can get rid of me and my contract. Um, a lot of people went on social media to back him. Steve Austin, Kevin Nash, uh, tell him to, telling him to keep doing his thing. Look here, it was edited out of the Rampage uh, final edit. I didn't actually hear this myself. I, I take it back. I heard a, uh, a crowd version of it, but it wasn't really too clear. I did hear the line. Um, so I'm kind of confused at the anger. Because um, like I said, from the little I heard, it sounded like a Ric Flair promo. Now, I said it's ambitious because dude already has heart problems. Can he handle 18-year-old? I doubt that. But um, outside, I, I said I'm talking sarcastic shit. I don't actually know what I don't I don't I don't know like why was there I think his thing I still think I said I said this JT off air I said as far as the signings go now it's a little stiff in, those, in my rating of Tony Khan's signings which is this was off air I gave him an F I can't give him an F when you sign Will Osprey to a multi-year deal you're not getting an F um, when you re-sign Hangman Adam Page Young Bucks and Kenny Omega you're not getting an F um, I believe he re-signed, was it Moxley this, was it this year he re-signed Moxley and Jericho? Was that last year? I think that was last year, but he re-signed FTR this year. Not enough, right? He, it, like, he, I'm not a fan of the Edge signing, nor am I a fan of the Ric Flair signing. However, Edge can help some talents if you allow him to, um... I've been too stiff with the edge signing because the reality is, if this guy's going to be full-time, he's going to give more than he gives. Give more than he gets. I can see Edge actually losing more matches and things like this. Right now, he's in a bitter feud with his, his friend. I'm sure they're having the time of their life. At the end of the day, it won't be like it was... Like WWE, they had to keep him strong because it would have meant nothing after a while, you know? Um, so, I get it. Um, I... I'm hoping to see the full promo to see maybe he might have been more, maybe more explicit. But everything I saw, the, all the 45 seconds of it, it seemed pretty normal. So, I don't know. And last but not least, some really horrible news here. Mackenzie Mitchell got released from WWE. For those of you guys who don't watch NXT, she is the wife of Vic Joseph, the NXT announcer, and the backstage announcer. This is kind of surprising, but not because... WWE tends to let go of a lot of uh, like announcers. They tend to bring them back. I think Kathy Kelly was the only one that actually left 
on her own the first time around. Or, or Jonathan Coachman, well, he was an announcer at that point in time, too. But, I mean, like, not many of them, like, stick around. They like, usually, they get fired. I'm sure she'll be back, but cause I think her husband's there, and I know it's a blow to her either way being fired. Um, but it's surprising because she looks, she the look she has, she's a gorgeous woman. But my point is, she looks, she has, <clears throat> excuse me, she has a look that, like, you think that they would keep wanting someone like that around. You know what I'm saying? That's why I just, it's kind of surprising. But anyways, that just wasn't the only layoff. They also laid off over, I think, 40 more employees on the in, in the office side of things. So the layoffs continued right before the holidays, and that's just that's a very shitty situation. So, um, anyways, that is your show. That is your air quotes match of the month <laughs> this week. Um, I had something lined up, and then <clears throat> life has been very busy. Very busy. It's been good busy, and uh, when I when I I'm gonna take the month of December to plan out my entire 2024, map it all out, um, and then I'm gonna announce that on the episode early January. So we'll figure everything out. That CM Punk episode, I'm going to drop it and then just put it on Instagram and let you guys follow it. I don't really know when I'm gonna do it. I was thinking I was gonna record it after this, but <clears throat> my voice is like. Like, it's like, because I'm not sick, but it's like that, that middle ground where it's like, okay, you're not sick, but your your body's just fighting it off, you know? So it's like one of those things where it's like, I don't want to be coughing every freaking 30 seconds like I'm doing now, and this is only half an hour, I think, <clears throat> see, like right now, I think, every, you should see the notes I have for this. It's, uh, the Montreal Screwjob, I didn't need notes. I, I, I had that back and forth. This one, I have so many notes. It's the most notes I've ever had for a show. Uh, I'm not saying I'm going to, I, I doubt I go two hours, but I wouldn't be surprised if I go an hour and a half. So I don't know if I should go an hour and a half like this, so I probably won't. But anyways, that's your show for this for, for this Sunday. Join me on Monday, Wednesday, all of December. Those shows are already locked and loaded in. I'll talk to you guys soon. I'm the Soul Chemical. This is I See Things a Little Differently, and I'm out. <laughs>